Hi love and welcome to Lovely with Lana. I'm Lana, your podcast host, here to talk about all things Pilates, wellness, fashion, lifestyle, and of course, it has to be pink. Well, not all the time, but most of the time at least. I hope that you absolutely love this episode and let's get right into it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy that you decided to click on and listen in. If you are new, an extra special welcome to you. Whether you found me through social media, scrolling through Spotify or Apple, or just randomly somehow found me, I'm happy that you're here. You're in the right place at the right time. And if you're returning, as always, hugs and kisses. I am so proud of you and this beautiful wellness princess community growing and becoming the best versions of ourselves. Be sure to follow this podcast, give it a rating, give it a review wherever you listen. Honestly, that would be the best gift that you could do to me and help support the show. And be sure to follow all of my socials. I am most active on Instagram and TikTok, and that's at Lovely with Lana and at Lovely with Lana Pod. Again, you can find all of the links down in the show notes with everything you could possibly need about me. So let's set the mood. It is currently 8.13 p.m. on a Saturday, and I am so, so excited to be back on the pod. I had to pre-record a few episodes and I was on vacation and I honestly missed talking to you guys so much. Like it felt like a part of me was absolutely gone. I had a fantastic vacation and I'm back and I do apologize that the previous two episodes there were some audio issues. I think, you know, two episodes ago, I actually posted the unedited audio for a day. I really apologize. I was working really hard over my vacation to fix it. So I hope that it's all right with you girls. I'm still trying to improve this podcast and make it better for 2024. Today, all I did was really, I woke up, went on a run, worked came home, did a ton of research for this podcast episode, and then I'm going to do a little Pilates right before bed. A high and a low. So a high is I just got back from a trip to Cancun, Mexico. It was absolutely beautiful. It was warm, the ocean. It was just luscious and green. And now we're back to Minnesota where it is freezing outside and we had snow yesterday and it is horrific. And I always question why I even live here anymore because quite frankly, I am a sun baby. I need the sun. I need the warmth. Living in the cold just isn't it for me. My low is the fact that I'm breaking out. So in Cancun, or anytime I travel. Um, While I do like to have a balance, I did really eat a lot of sugary foods. I ate a ton of things with dairy, ice cream, and cheese, and whatnot. And that really impacted my acne, and I have flare-ups everywhere on my back, on my chest, and on my face. And it sucks that that's the reality. But for me, dairy causes acne. Dairy always inflames me really heavily. And so while I enjoyed my vacation, I am so ready to just like not drink or eat dairy and focus on really eating foods and nourishing my body in a way that will help my skin and just help my hair, my nails, and just everything in general because I kind of felt icky coming back from Cancun and my face and my body obviously is showing me that it feels icky. And finally, a shout out. So in episode 85, which was all on how to actually set and achieve your 2024 New Year's goals, I asked, what is one of your resolutions? Mara said, Hi Lana, my name is Mara and I truly love your podcast and all of your work. One of my resolutions is to be consistent in everything because that is the only way to actually achieve a goal XOXO. Well, thank you so much, Mara. 
for a lovely little review. And yes, being consistent and working towards your goals can be extremely difficult, especially when you don't feel like you're seeing results fast enough or you just feel really discouraged. But at the end of the day, consistency, discipline is what's going to get you through to any goal. And obviously today we're going to talk about like the specific goal of losing weight because I've had a couple of DMs of girls asking me for that. And I just needed to join in on the conversation of how to lose weight and how to lose weight in a healthy way. And I do understand that I have a ton of girls that listen to me who perhaps are struggling with an eating disorder or are still recovering. Just please click off this episode. This episode is not for you. This episode is for the girls that want to lose weight and they have either too high of a BMI, they gained the freshman 15, they weren't doing healthy, you know, exercise and eating habits. Like I'm talking to those girls, not girls that are already at a really low weight. I'm not talking to girls who already have an eating disorder. So please click off because losing weight is something that's a very, it's a very touchy subject I find in a lot of podcasts or in social media in general. And it can be very helpful to girls who genuinely want to lose weight, but it can also be detrimental to people that don't need to lose weight. So I'm saying if you literally don't need to lose weight, click off this episode. It's not going to be any help to you. But if you did gain weight and you want to lose it, then this is the episode for you. Also, I know there's a lot of younger girls that listen to this, so if you are going through puberty, if you are becoming a woman and not a girl, weight gain is normal, it's necessary. I'm not talking to that age group in specific. I'm more talking to like 18 plus, like you're already an adult, you already have like a menstrual cycle, like you're already healthy and you did gain some weight and you wanna lose it. That's kind of the age group I'm talking about because if you're a lot younger, losing weight can impact your puberty. It can impact a lot of things. And for example, for me, when I was 15 and I lost unnecessary weight, I really should not have been trying to lose weight. And it went to an extreme. I got an eating disorder. I got anorexia. I stunted my growth. I stunted my puberty. I literally stopped growing and I hurt my menstrual cycle. I hurt all of my hormones. So please, I am not talking to you, babe. I'm talking to people that are already developed. But anyway, I'm not also publishing this episode to tell you you need to lose weight. Obviously, if you clicked onto it, you probably want to, and that's why you're listening. Losing weight is a personal choice, and it should only be done safely if you feel like you need to lose weight, and it should never be like pushed onto you. Like If your boyfriend tells you you're fat or something, you probably need to like break up with them. It should be a you wanting to improve yourself, not someone else forcing it on you. I'm also not a doctor, a nutritionist. This is my personal experience. This is my knowledge after years of you know, knowing about nutrition and knowing like the healthy way to go about eating right and not going into extremes. This episode, again, is for the girls that don't want to do any extremes. I'm not into diets. I'm not into fasting. I'm not into any crazy pills, powders, exercise, etc. I want to do everything sustainably and I want to make it last. I don't want to like lose weight and then gain it back within the same year. Like that would just be horrible. And that's unfortunately the reality for many of these weight loss diets, fads, etc. Is like people do these like 75 day hard challenges and then they just gain all the weight back. I want sustainable habits and that's exactly what I'm going to preach today. I want to give you a healthy and easy way to approach losing weight. So if you need to lose weight, here's how we are going to do it the healthy way. Hi loves, before we get into the episode, I have to let you know about a small company I'm absolutely thrilled to be partnering with, Matinee Candle Co. Matinee Candle Co. sent me some of their candle care items and honestly, it has changed my self-care to a new level. The candle care items are so high quality and best of all, they do come in pink. 
I'm finally able to actually enjoy and take care of the candles I do have, and it's all thanks to the candle care items I received. If you want your own candle care set, be sure to go to matineecandleandco.com and use the code LOVELY10 for 10% off your order. Both the link and the code are in the show notes, and they're on my link tree if you forget. Now let's jump right into the episode. First off, I want you to look at your relationship with food. Now, if you have a bad relationship with food, you view certain foods as good or bad, you're in a binge restrict cycle, you're overly obsessive with food, you always think about it, please do not even try losing weight before you heal your relationship with food first. It is nearly impossible to lose weight when you have a bad relationship with food. So please just forget about the weight loss for a second. And maybe for like the first six months of this year, focus on having a normal relationship with food. I definitely recommend for you to listen to episode number 43 and 69. I'll have those numbers linked down below. Those episodes will help you heal the relationship with food and how you look at it in general. So it took me over two years to heal my relationship with food. I did not really look at the scale. I didn't look at how my body looked. And now I'm finally ready to lose weight healthily again. So again, take the long road, take the lengthy road in making yourself healthier and don't go for the quick fixes. But if you have a healthy relationship with food, the next thing you want to look at is checking your body. If your body has no muscle, only fat, losing weight will not look good on you. You will look skinny fat. A lot of girls who don't really lift weights, don't do Pilates, don't do strength training, and they try to lose weight, they don't even look good after losing it because losing weight does not equate to losing fat. When you want that Victoria's Secret toned model look, they have muscle. They go to the gym. They do lift weights. They do Pilates. They're not trying to be bodybuilders, but you need some muscle mass on you to look good when you lose weight. If you don't, you're just going to look either really sickly skinny or you're going to look skinny fat. And that's not a look for anybody. So I want you to make sure that if you don't have any muscle on you, you want to right now build some muscle, kind of bulk up for a few months, doing Pilates, lifting weights, eating a ton of protein. And then after you build some muscle, and again, that will cause you to gain a little weight, then you're ready to quote unquote cut and start losing body fat. So bodybuilders do this on a big extreme level where they really bulk and they really cut. If you do it on a mild level and just do it for like a short period of time, number one, you're never going to look like a bodybuilder. Number two, you don't want to go crazy about it. I know it can definitely be an obsession. And I want to just show you girls that like you need to build muscle men lose a little weight. So you like kind of see the muscle and you look toned and not skinny fat. I want you girls to look good when you lose weight and not look bad. So that's just something that nobody wants to talk about, but that's just the truth. Again, taking the long road, making sure that you're doing it in a healthy way and making sure that like, yeah, you're going to need to build muscle before you start losing weight. If you don't have any muscle on you or you don't have enough, because that will make you look good in six months from now when it's summer and you look good in a bikini and not like very skinny fat. Number three, and this is going to be definitely the biggest part of what I'm going to talk about is your diet. Now, I already mentioned that like diets don't work. Okay. Keto, paleo, whole 30, whatever, whatever crazy diet they like created, they don't work. Juice cleanses don't work. Honestly, I just don't understand why people still think that they do work because the only reason that a quote unquote diet would work is it would naturally cause you to eat in a calorie deficit and then you would lose weight. Unfortunately, calories in calories out does exist that is like losing weight is a numbers game that is just a thermodynamic scientific fact that if you eat more calories than you burn you gain weight and if you eat the same amount you maintain weight and then if you eat a calorie deficit you lose weight right 
one food does not make you gain weight or one food does not make you lose weight. Like eating one slice of pizza isn't going to make you gain weight, but eating a salad won't make you naturally lose weight. It is really all about like overall, how many calories do you consume? How many calories do you burn and make that into a deficit to lose weight? Also along those lines with like specific diets, intermittent fasting or fasting in general never worked for me. It actually hurt me. I was more hungry because for me and for a lot of females, fasting screws up our hormones and not only does it impact like our hormonal health and our menstrual cycles, but it could also impact how hungry you are. And I would notice that if I did intermittent fast, I would literally eat so much at night because I was so hungry that I didn't give my body the nutrition earlier on in the day that it needed. So please just like don't look at diets, don't look at intermittent fasting, just focus on three good meals a day. And I think calorie counting along with watching your macros is a great temporary tool to see what you're eating and make sure you are on the right track. So oftentimes, I mean, I know myself, I would really eat throughout these past few years without thinking about it. I would just like eat whatever I wanted whenever I felt like it, aka kind of intuitive eating, kind of not. But if that didn't reach me to the goal that I wanted, if I don't really look the way I do, if I gained the freshman 15 because I won too many cookies, tracking what I eat even loosely is a really great tool and it makes sure that I'm on the right track because it's a temporary tool to like make sure my portions are in check, make sure that I know like what a portion is rather than just like eating a ton because I got into the habit of just like eating very, very large portions and then I eventually I started gaining a lot of weight because unfortunately that portion was more than what I was burning throughout the day. So I recommend temporary and loosely tracking calories along with three balanced meals a day. I know that tracking calories is a very touchy subject for some people, but I mean, if you have a healthy relationship with food, it shouldn't be triggering. Um, if it is triggering, then you probably need to work on your relationship with food before you even think about losing weight. So just eat three balanced meals a day that are healthier with more veggies and protein and track calories along with that. Remember that like when you first start tracking calories, it will be time consuming. It's going to be confusing. That's okay. Slow and steady. Get used. Also, a lot of people ask like how many calories should I eat in a day? And that is something so individual because it really depends on your age, your activity level, your weight, your height, your gender, everything. And like, if you're a kid, you're going to need more calories than an adult. And if you're taller than me and do more exercise than me, you're probably going to need more calories. Like it all is so individual. So I would say your best bet is to go on multiple, not one, multiple online calculators, type in your statistics and figure out the number of calories that you would need to lose weight. Figure out your maintenance, figure out how much do you need to maintain what you have, and then subtract from there. But again, take all of these calculators with a grain of salt. I've been on some of those calorie calculators where they're literally telling me I need 1,200 calories a day, and that is the amount of calories a toddler needs, so that was not accurate. And if you have an accurate good number, look at the maintenance calories, and then subtract either 250 to 500 calories. So if you subtracted 250, you would lose about half a pound a week. And if you subtracted 500, you would lose about a pound a week. Please do not go over a daily deficit of over 500 calories. So like if your maintenance is 2,500 calories and you subtract 500, you're eating 2,000 or 2,000 calories a day. Don't go any lower than that because if you start to lose weight more than a pound a week, this has been proven by many studies, your body will start eating away your muscle 
as much or more than fat. And if you start losing your muscle mass, what are we going to get? We're going to get skinny fat. And that's not what we're looking for. We want a toned look. That means whatever muscle we have, we need to maintain and keep it. On that note, and I already mentioned this, but please don't go under generally 1500 calories. And I understand that there are so many of those accounts that are like preaching 12, 1300 calorie diets. That is simply not enough. Even if you want to lose weight, that is simply not enough. Unless you were like sitting in bed and that's all you're doing, that is just too low and you're going to feel really, really deprived. It is unhealthy. If you want to look toned and healthy and slim and just Victoria's Secret model-esque, going that low is not helpful at all because your muscle will be leaving your body. And again, you need to keep your muscle on you as much as possible. You can track your calories on many apps. I know my fitness pal is so controversial and it's okay, but I never used it because I mean, that was the app that told me 1200 calories or 1300 was enough for me per day. And that is not enough for me. Even if I, even since I'm actively losing weight, I'm eating way more than 1300 calories because again, I want to maintain my muscle and do it slow and steady to track my calories. I just use the health app that came with my phone. And now remember that like, all of this calorie tracking, it's pretty temporary. So generally, if I want to lose weight, I track calories for a period of time. We're talking one to two months. And then when I'm done, I bump my calories up to maintenance and I eat like that for a few weeks. So I like increase my calories a little bit after I reach, you know, the good weight that I need to be at. And once I get used to the food and the portions of eating at maintenance calories, I stop tracking them completely. And I just continue eating similarly to when I was tracking. Again, calorie tracking is a tool. I don't think that it's good for your entire life. I don't picture myself tracking calories when I'm like 60. You know, it's a good tool for a few months to get, you know, to lose some weight, to get your portions in check. But then once you kind of figure out what and how much you need of everything, you can get off the calorie tracking apps and just eat by going by what you normally would eat if you were tracking. And I need to put this in like, I will keep talking about this forever, but with tracking calories for the love of God, do not make it obsessive. Like there are people that go crazy with calorie tracking. And I mean, I used to be one of them, quite frankly, I was obsessed. And I mean, even now that I'm trying to lose weight, I rarely use food scales or measuring cups. I mostly eyeball portions and I try to be really honest with myself because of course you could say, oh, like this handful of granola is totally 100 calories, even though it's probably closer to 300. I still eat the food my mom makes and cooks. I just estimate for the caloric content. If it's something really calorie dense, like, I don't know, nut butter, I may weigh it on a food scale, but it's not every single food. I'm not going to be pulling out the food scale for like measuring blueberries or vegetables or something my mom cooks. I also don't count the calories in things like gum or gummy vitamins. Plus or minus five calories is honestly not going to do much. It should be something that is not obsessive. It should just be a tool. If you have a meal out with family and friends, stick to the healthy option, eyeball the portion. Maybe if you want, try a few bites of the dessert or the more caloric meal and move on. Don't make calorie counting this whole thing because it's just a tool. And I know some people get so flustered about it, but think of calories like a budget. You want to stretch your budget out to last. So spending on a nice nourishing salad is probably better than a bag of potato chips. At the end of the day, you could eat only potato chips. And as long as you're in a calorie deficit, you would lose weight, but it would be excruciating because you're not going to be feeling full. You're going to feel constantly deprived and starving. So make sure that you are really looking at like 
how can I kind of get the most bang for my buck for calories? Like, should I eat this tiny bag of potato chips or should I eat a whole bowl of fresh fruit? But again, if you go out to eat or, you know, you go out to your boyfriend's place or you go to your family and you can't really control the calories in a certain meal, don't worry about it. As long as most of your nutrition is on point, like 95% of the time, having a couple of untracked meals, untracked snacks are okay. But again, it's once in a while, not every single day. Also, depending on your activity level and menstrual cycle, sleep, stress, so on, some days you will eat slightly more and some days you will eat slightly less. So I know on days where I really run and I do a lot of high impact workouts, I will eat by like two or 300 calories more than on days when I don't. So that's why when it comes to calories, I don't even look at every single day. I look at the whole week. So I want to make sure that like overall it budgets out to like and on average, 250 to 500 calorie deficit, depending on like how much do I want to lose per week. And again, it's an average. So some days I eat more, some days I eat less. I don't worry about like the individual day. I look at the whole week. I look at the big picture. I did previously mention like watching calories, watching caloric density. And along those times, really watch your liquid calories. So be careful with the bobas and the Starbucks and so on. And unless you're drinking your daily coffee or matcha, having many sugary drinks is just not going to help you. I would much rather eat something nourishing like a sandwich with complex carbs, fat, and protein than use up three or 400 calories for a sugary Starbucks frappuccino that is providing practically nothing to my body. Of course, I am all about balance, so once in a blue moon, it is okay, but not every day and not every week. Understand that you will have to limit eating out and processed foods. Processed foods are often very calorie dense for a small portion and you will not feel full. Again, remember, think of like a budget. Think of like if you're going to eat a little bag of chips or crackers or cookies, there's often very little nutrition to your body. Or for the same amount of calories, you could eat something like, you know, veggies with some meat or a healthy sandwich. And it's the same amount of calories, but that has way more nutrition for your body and you're actually going to feel full. And again, with eating out, everything is more oily, salty, calorically dense, etc. to make things taste better. Again, once in a while, it's okay, but try to cook more food from home, make snacks from home, make your coffee or matcha or tea at home. It will save you money and most likely be less calories and be healthier. However, I do want to preface, don't be scared of calorie-dense things. Yes, avocados and nuts and seeds have a ton of calories, but that does not mean they are unhealthy. I eat like at least half an avocado every single day and just account for those calories. Those calories are nourishing my body. They're not something to fear. 300 calories in an avocado is not the same 300 calories in a cupcake when it comes to nutrients. So I am not scared of things like nuts and seeds because I know that they are providing nutrients to my body. I just make sure that I count for that in my day. As you track calories, be sure to also look at the macros. Calories are not even that important. It's better to more focus on the macros. So while calories, you will lose weight. Macros will help you look a certain way as you lose weight. So make sure that carbs are moderate. You have enough healthy fat for healthy skin, hair, nails, etc. And you're hitting at least 100 grams of protein per day. Please make sure you have a protein every single meal because it will help you feel a lot fuller for longer. It will make sure that your muscles stay healthy and lean and on your body. And it will just help you make losing weight a lot nicer because you're not going to feel constantly deprived. Finally, I mentioned this earlier, but eat three good meals a day. Please do not skip meals, but skip snacking, okay? Have your three good meals 
but just avoid a lot of snacking. And if you feel like you need a snack, make sure something healthy like a beef or turkey stick, veggies and fruit with hummus, a boiled egg, etc. Because those things are healthier, they're not super high in calories, but they do have protein and some nutrients. To recap, loosely track calories to ensure you are in a 250 to 500 calorie deficit every day. And make sure that's average over a week. So if one day you eat more, one day you eat less, it's okay. Make sure that you are eating your 100 grams of protein and healthy fat while moderating carb intake and sh- unnecessary sugar intake. Eat three meals a day and limit snacking. And please do not let calorie counting be obsessive or like the sun in your life. Because again, after you lose weight, slowly wean yourself off of tracking and rely on eyeballing your portions and feeling how your tummy feels. Number four, weighing yourself. Now, weighing yourself has also been a trigger for me in the past, but now it's just data. Because I healed the relationship with food in my body, I tend to weigh myself daily right now because I want to see my weight loss progress. And seeing your progress will help motivate you and will help you keep going. I weigh myself daily and then take an average of the week because as a female, weight will constantly fluctuate depending on water, salt intake, bowel movements, hormones, etc. So don't be too hard on yourself if one day you're up a pound, another day you're down a few pounds. Like it is all an average. I recommend weighing yourself in the morning before food and water and stopping it at the But again, do not let weighing yourself become an obsession. Remember, it is just data. If you notice yourself focusing way too much on it, probably take a break because it's not helpful if you're constantly weighing yourself and it can just like really screw up your head. I have a smart scale that looks to my body fat percentage since I'm more interested in that than the actual number on the scale. The scale syncs to my phone so I'm able to track my weight loss. However, if you don't have that, you can just write it down in your phone notes app, write it down in a journal, etc. Throughout the weeks of fat loss, I want to see the numbers go down by roughly half a pound to a pound depending on what my calorie deficit is. If you start losing weight too rapidly, this is a warning sign. So increase calories by a few hundred and Again, losing weight too rapidly often means you're losing either a lot of water weight or muscle mass, and we do not want to be losing muscle mass. You want a slow and steady weight loss. Slow and steady wins the race. If you are not losing weight, do not get frustrated. Wait for a few more weeks. Make sure you're sticking to eating healthy, watching your calories, and if you're still not losing weight or you might be even gaining weight, you might have to become a little more accurate with portions. So, you know, for me, I can eyeball portions and I lose weight because I'm pretty accurate, but if you're not accurate, you might need to be a little more accurate with them by actually measuring them. Number five, exercise. Now, exercise is not the number one helper of weight loss. Diet is, and I think exercise could hurt weight loss. Many exercises, especially if they're super intense, like running, hit, cycling, dancing can increase ghrelin, the hunger hormone. So afterwards, you're super hungry and your body is just trying to replenish everything that it lost. When I am losing weight, I actually focus less on HIT, less on like very intense exercises and more on walking, Pilates, yoga, and weightlifting. I still run and do HIT, but it's definitely not as often as I did when I wasn't trying to actively lose weight. You will notice that low impact movement along with a really healthy diet will help you lose weight a lot faster and easier than trying to burn a ton of calories through HIIT and then trying to resist the urge to eat. Exercise is important for your health and well-being and make sure you are doing it, but I don't believe that like a certain exercise will help burn fat faster 
And also this is a plug that like, no, a certain workout will not make you get abs. Abs will just be a result of having ab muscles and then having a low body fat percentage by losing weight. Exercise, however, is really helpful for after you like stop your weight loss and you want to maintain it. In Mayo Clinic, there was a doctor called Dr. Hensrud, and he said in an article that exercise is very effective for keeping the weight off. So again, keep doing your exercise, focus more on low impact movement, lots of walking, get your steps in, but don't go crazy with all the hit and the dancing because it's actually going to make you hungrier and more likely to not really stick to your diet or your calorie deficit. Number six, water and sleep. So if you do not drink enough water, you will start mistaking thirst for hunger. Oh my goodness, so many times in the past when I was not drinking enough water, I would just eat thinking that I was hungry when in reality I was thirsty. So please make sure you are drinking three to four liters of water or roughly 100 ounces per day. Obviously, that is completely dependent on your activity level, your climate. Like when I was in Mexico, I was drinking a ton of water. Now that I'm in a colder climate, it's harder. Um, your age, all of that. So make sure you're doing it enough for your body. And a good indicator is when you pee, check your pee. If your pee is like a light lemonade color, like a light lemonade one, that's your means you're drinking enough water, it's good. If it's really dark yellow, it means you're not drinking enough water. And if it's like clear, that means you're drinking too much and you're flushing out vitamins and minerals from your body. So again, look at your pee to help indicate whether you need to drink more or less water. Remember that your water intake also includes tea, matcha, soup, sparkling water, etc. Make drinking water fun by adding lemons, electrolytes, sparkling water, fruit. I also love tea because it tastes good and it makes the water actually have flavor. So again, there are so many options for you to really get your water intake in. Plus, drinking enough water helps your digestion and skin, so definitely, definitely look into drinking more water, get a cute water bottle, and just romanticize drinking enough water. Also, with sleep, make sure you are sleeping eight hours or more a night. Lack of sleep will hurt your weight loss efforts and can actually make you gain weight since not sleeping enough increases ghrelin, the hunger hormone, and it decreases the satiety hormone leptin, making you subconsciously eat more calories. You will also specifically crave sugary, fatty, unhealthy foods, so be sure that you are getting your beauty sleep. And again, not sleeping enough also can increase cortisol, the stress hormone, and everyone knows that when you're stressed, you tend to eat more. Make sure that you have a proper evening routine. You're avoiding screens. You're getting up eight hours after you go to sleep. Please make sleep as much of a priority as exercise. And trust me, you will notice the benefits. Number seven, treat yourself. Now, I think even though you are in a calorie deficit, you should never cut completely everything out. Right now, in this season of losing the freshman 15, I'm really watching my sugar and carb intake, along with eliminating a lot of processed food, but I still enjoy my bread and my vegan cheese and my chicken sausages and my brown sugar creamer from Trader Joe's, but again, I watch my portions and I count for those calories. Again, there are no good or bad foods. Everything fits in a balanced diet. Just make sure that you're really mindful of how much you're eating, especially the things that are more calorically dense. If you want a treat or ice cream with friends, if you're planning for a sugary drink, just make sure that you account for that and all the nutrition throughout all of your day is spot on so you can have that sugary drink with zero guilt. Cutting out everything too strictly will make you want to binge. So please just have what you want with portion control. I also don't agree with like cheat days. I think they're absolutely glorified binge eating. So if you need to binge eat, you probably are eating not enough. So definitely bump up your daily calories and see how you feel. 
If you are hyper fixating on a certain food, just eat a very small portion every single day and account for those calories. If you're really hyper fixated on bread, include that in one of your meals. I think you shouldn't cut anything out, especially if you're super duper craving it. Again, watching your portions. If you're losing weight and, for example, you reach a benchmark, I actually like to reward myself using non-food options. I like to get a cute workout set or jewelry or get a facial because we often tend to use food as a reward and I'm trying to make it not a habit to view food as a reward. Food is fuel, food is memories, food is enjoyment, but it should not be a reward and it should not be the only thing that I'm looking forward to. Instead, I look forward to a cute workout set or a jewelry piece that I've been really wanting. Now I'm going to talk about some hard truths about losing weight because not a lot of people want to admit like the hard truth and why it can be so challenging for a lot of people. First off, you will feel hungry, especially at first. Now you should not be ravenous. You shouldn't be feeling lightheaded. That often shows that calories are too low and you need to bump them up. If you have three good balanced meals, you should be hungry in between them. Your stomach and habits need time to adjust. And for me, for example, did develop a habit of eating very, very large portions and constantly snacking. And that's something that I have to deal with and I have to get used to like not doing that. So again, it's all habitual and eventually I'll get used to just eating my normal three good meals every day. If you are super hungry, make sure that you are using the most out of your calorie budget by eating foods that are low in calories, but high in volume. Think salads, veggies, and fruits. Eating a very like high volume diet can actually help and it will help you just not feel as hungry in between your meals. Another hard truth about losing weight is intuitive eating often will not work. So intuitive eating is a fantastic tool if you want to heal your relationship with food. However, if you want to lose weight and you were intuitively eating in the past, doing what you were doing in the past isn't going to work. And that is so hard because you know I'm a big advocate for intuitive eating, but I'm in a season of my life where Now that I have a healthy relationship with food and I did gain the freshman 15 and I don't feel comfortable the way I look, I can lose it in a safe way, but that requires me counting calories. That does not require intuitive eating. And that is a shift and it's an uncomfortable shift and it's something that not a lot of influencers want to talk about, but intuitive eating doesn't work for everyone, especially if you have certain goals. I also need to preface that you will have to say no a lot when it comes to losing weight. I don't think people realize how often you get food offered to you. Like, all the time. You want this cookie? You want this? You want this? Especially if you're with family or with friends. Sometimes you're going to have to say no. You're going to have to say no to the free cookies that are given out at your work or your school. Sometimes you'll have to say no. Not all the time. Like once in a blue moon, it's okay. But most of the time you're going to have to say no. And that is just something that you have to come to terms with. And for example, if you have a friend or family member that's really pushing food on you, Just tell them, I'm right now trying to lose weight and I really don't appreciate you not supporting my goals. Generally, if you're very honest and open about your goal, people will stop. And if they keep pushing, then maybe you need to distance yourself from them. Because honestly, like generally, if someone told me I'm losing weight, can you please not shove cookies in my face? I will stop shoving cookies in someone's face, right? However, if they keep shoving it, then they're probably not really supportive of your goal. And they're probably not someone you want to keep around you. I also want to preface that losing weight is not a linear graph. So many people think like, I will lose exactly one pound a week every week, but that's not going to work. Our bodies are not calculators and they're not robots. And so the weight loss will happen, but it will fluctuate. Some weeks it will be up more, some weeks it will be down more. 
as long as you stick to the numbers game, just stay consistent and you will see weight loss over time. And this can definitely screw up with your head if you constantly see yourself losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight over the course of this. But again, stick to it. In a couple of months, you will have lost weight. It's just a numbers game. You need to stay consistent. Do not feel discouraged. It's also a very hard realization to realize that calories do matter. And I'm often surprised that like two tiny squares of dark chocolate is 100 calories, but I could eat like two giant bowls of strawberries for the same 100 calories, right? Well, I love dark chocolate and I eat it almost every single day. It is something that I had to come to terms with where if I want to feel fuller, it's probably more convenient to eat the strawberries and have a lot of strawberries rather than two tiny squares of dark chocolate. That's just something that I you have to be really mindful of when you're trying to lose weight is calorie density. Another hard truth about losing weight is you'll be more tired. Sleep more. Sleep is so important when you're trying to lose weight because not only will it help your body, but it will also help you just lose weight quicker and it will help make sure that you are not subconsciously eating a ton of extra calories. Number nine, I'm going to talk all about some easy, healthy weight loss swaps that will help to get you to your goal faster and also not make you feel deprived because throughout this process, you want to make it as enjoyable as possible. It's going to be challenging. You're going to have to switch up some new habits and you're going to have to change some foods around but you don't want to feel completely deprived. You want to make sure it's sustainable because remember all of the switches you're doing are going to be for the rest of your life, right? No, you don't have to be in a calorie deficit for the rest of your life. No, you're not going to count calories for the rest of your life, but if you are making healthy switches and healthy swaps, that's probably going to have to last so you can continue your result. So swap soda and sugary drinks for poppy, olipop, or sparkling water. This will significantly cut calories and sugar. Honestly, soda is so much sugar and honestly, you don't really need it. Cut out the fruit juices, cut out all of these like sugary drinks in general and switch to the probiotic sodas, Poppy Olipop. They're fairly low in sugar and calories or just sparkling water and do avoid diet Coke and diet sodas. Now I know this is so controversial, but honestly, there are so many sugar alcohols in there and they're just screwing up with your gut health and at the end of the day, who cares about weight loss if you're detrimenting your entire health for drinking Diet Coke, honestly? Like, just read all of the things on Diet Coke. It's not that good for you. And while it's not, like, horrific, if you're switching from regular Coke to Diet Coke, just try to switch to, like, Poppy, Olipop, or sparkling water because the ingredients are so much better for you. Switch white bread and pasta for whole grain. Now, calorically, this is same. So you're not, like, saving calories. But whole grain items are complex carbs and you will feel a lot fuller for longer because you want to make sure that like all of the carbs you're putting into your body last you and they're complex and they're broken down slowly so you won't get that big sugar spike and then you're craving something sweet or very carby within the next hour. I also recommend switching candy for fruit. So if you love all of this sugary candy, all the gummies and all that, definitely try to slowly wean yourself off and eat more fruit. And you can definitely have like strawberries, blueberries, those taste great. But if you want really sweet fruit, go for grapes, go for pineapple, go for mango because they're the very like exotic sweet fruits. Again, be mindful of the portions. You can definitely rack up on grapes, especially like two like cups of grapes, is like 200 calories. So just like be mindful of your portions. But if you're swapping a big bag of like 
sugary candy for grapes or pineapple, it's still a lot better and a lot less calories. Switch milk chocolate for dark chocolate. Now, the calories in milk chocolate is actually less than dark chocolate, but dark chocolate has more nutrients. And we are not just trying to go for the lesser calorie option all the time. We want to make sure that we're also eating healthy. So definitely look for dark chocolate options. Watch your portions, of course, because like it is really calorically dense, but make sure that like, even though you're trying to lose weight, you're also looking for healthy options and not just like what's the lowest calories. Boba for konjac jelly. So konjac jelly is like super popular with like the K-pop idols, whatnot. It's a great replacement for like super sugary treats, but it is not a meal. Okay. It's not a meal and it's quite frankly, not really a great snack, but because we're trying to eliminate snacks, I mean, it's a great replacement. Definitely though, watch out for sugar alcohols. A lot of them are super low calorie. They're like five to 10 calories. You can get them on Amazon, but watch for those sugar alcohols. If you drink more than like a packet, you will have digestion problems. So just like be careful, but you get that like chewy consistency of like jelly and it's a lot lower calories and a lot less sugar than boba, for example. Chips like Doritos, pretzels, potato chips, Takis for healthier alternative like hippies, popcorn, etc. So my favorite brand of popcorn are Lesser Evil Popcorn and Skinny Pop. They're so healthy and honestly, calorie density is so different. So you can eat like tons of popcorn for the same calories as like a handful of potato chips. So just like that is such an easy swap and you feel like you're eating more, not less. Instead of a frappuccino or mocha, go for a latte or a cappuccino with a pump or two of sweetener. Trust me, frappuccinos and mochas at Starbucks or Caribou or any other coffee shop are so calorically dense and so sugary. Instead, you get a latte or cappuccino with a pump or two of sweetener. You don't even have to do the sugar-free sweeteners that they offer. Even just regular pumps of syrup is fine. Just make sure you stick to one to two. Trust me, two pumps of sweetener is still less sugar and calories than a whole frappuccino or a whole hot chocolate or something really sugary. You can still drink and enjoy coffee and no, it does not have to be black. You just have to be smart about how you drink the coffee and what kind of drink you're ordering. For example, get one size smaller. This is such a simple fix. If you always get a large, get a size medium. If you always get a medium, get a size small. Know that oftentimes you get the same enjoyment from a small as you do a medium and oftentimes it's the same amount of caffeine content. Avoid sugary drinks with no benefit. So if you go to a coffee shop for other than coffee and just like avoid the absolute sugar, like I love the Starbucks refreshers and the pink drink and they look so cute, but there's so much sugar. And while the calories in most of the refreshers are not terrible, it's like 20 plus grams of sugar, which is not good for the skin or the cravings. Once in a blue moon, I will get one. I like, I think I had a refresher three days ago at the airport, but I don't drink one every single day or every week, maybe once or twice a month max. Also choose local coffee shops over big box stores. Oftentimes local coffee shops have better quality coffee, milk, sweetener, and they just like use less sweetener. And you can often ask for like, oh, can you make it half sweet? And they're a lot more willing to do that rather than like Starbucks. Finally, and I mean, this is challenging for all of us girlies who love going out for coffee, but seriously, stop going out for coffee all the time. Limit it to like once a week treat or once every other week, not every single day. When you're at home, you can really see what goes into your coffee. You can look at the quality. You can get like the best almond milk, the best, you know, sweeteners to go with it. And you can just make it with healthy ingredients. You can make sure that it's like not super calorically dense. It's a lot harder when you go to a coffee shop. So just, you know, be careful with that. And honestly, doing coffee at home saves you so much money as well. Swap artificial protein bars for beef, 
turkey sticks, or hard-boiled eggs. I used to chomp down on protein bars thinking they were healthy, but protein bars have so much artificial sugar and like flavorings and colorings, and it's just like so fake, and it screwed up with my gut, honestly. And artificial sugar is kind of like sugar where in the sense of it makes you want more. And that's why I always felt super hungry after a whole protein bar. Like I always felt ravishing. So oftentimes for less calories, but the same amount of protein, I eat a beef stick or a turkey stick. My favorite brand is Chomps. You can get them at Costco, Amazon, etc. Or you can just have some hard boiled eggs or two because those are like really natural animal sources of protein and it will keep you full and it will just like not spike your blood sugar and not be as artificial or unhealthy as a protein bar. I know protein bars are marketed as healthy, but they are not very healthy when you look at the ingredients. Swap beef for turkey or chicken. So I still eat beef, but I eat beef like once every week, once every two weeks, because beef does have iron and other nutrients and minerals and obviously protein. So it is healthy, but it's not like an everyday thing. Eating all the time is probably not the best for your health or for the calories. So instead, opt for chicken or turkey, meatballs, sausages, meat, etc. And they're often the same amount of protein, but lower in calories and fat. The next few swaps are not food swaps, but they're more exercise swaps. Choose to take the stairs always instead of using the elevator. Honestly, unless I'm like in a wheelchair, I will be going up and down the stairs no matter how many flights of stairs. I don't care if I get out of breath. I'm taking the stairs because it is a great way to get a little bit of movement throughout your day. Park further away from the building so you walk a little bit more. This is such a hack, especially because like I live in America and it's not like I live in a city, so I do have to drive everywhere. But if I park further away from the buildings and I walk, that's just a little extra movement. Instead of scrolling on your phone in the morning, stretch. This will make you feel healthier and more energized. And while this isn't like a weight loss hack, I just find that it makes me feel healthy. And when I feel healthy, I'm more likely to make healthy decisions throughout the day. And walk more. Choose to walk instead of taking a taxi or an Uber. Walk with a friend. Walk as a study break. Walk after lunch. Walk with, you know, your friends to a coffee shop. Little bouts of exercise are so good for your body. It can help with weight loss as well. And it can just make you feel more energized and better. Number 10, cravings. Now, cravings is something everyone fears, but at the end of the day, cravings a lot of times are habitual. Like, I always crave my little avocado toast in the morning. That is because I eat that every single morning, right? I always crave coffee, and it's not like I need coffee, I crave it. So whatever you crave, it's generally a habit. If you're always craving sugary snacks in the evening, it's probably because it's a habit. So what's important to do is like slowly cut that habit away, and then you won't crave it any longer. So you will crave a lot of unhealthy and sugary food if you are drastically switching your diet. And while I'm not like a big fan of cold turkey, it is possible, it is doable. I've done it before and it's horrid like the first week of completely shifting your diet, but then eating the food, the healthier food, the lower calorie food becomes a habit. And if I'm really craving something, I always try to find a healthier swap like the ones I previously mentioned. With sugar in particular, I know sugar cravings are really, really strong sometimes. Eating sugar makes you want more sugar, okay? That's just a biological fact. So just stick out for a few weeks of like limiting your sugar intake and just, you know, it will naturally go away. You can totally have sugar in things like fruit or a little in your coffee daily, but avoid like the super sugary snacks and treats all the time because those will just make you want more sugar. 
For late night munchies, this often means you need to eat more throughout the day. I used to have the worst snack tooth after dinner. I just could not stop eating. But then I made breakfast my most caloric meal of the day, lunch a close second, and I made dinner light. And this honestly helped me so much. The whole saying of like breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a peasant, I think. I think it's peasant or pauper. But anyway, that honestly slays, especially if you deal with a lot of late night munchies, making sure that you are fueling your body early on in the day is super helpful. Also to help with sugar cravings, eat a savory protein and fat rich breakfast. So my favorite breakfast is avocado toast on a slice of sourdough with two eggs and fruit. It is filled with protein, fat, complex carbs, and it's absolutely delicious. Omelets are great. In all of my eggs, I actually always add an extra egg white or two to bump up the protein. Breakfast sandwiches are great. But make sure that like, again, you're making sure you have lots of protein. It's a very balanced meal, but you are watching the calories. Avoid smoothies, oatmeal, sugary cereals, or yogurt. Trust me, it's the sugar. Even the natural sugars will make you crave more sugar. And I found like even like smoothies or like liquidy foods like yogurt always just made me hungry because I want to like chew food. And when you chew food, it's like biological, like you're eating. I need solid food. It's obviously dependent on everybody. But like for me, I need my like crunchy avocado toast in the morning. Otherwise, a smoothie will like not fill me up. And finally, we're reaching the end. I told you it would be a longer episode. I'm going to talk about some warning signs when it comes to weight loss because I want you girls to be healthy doing this and not unhealthy. First off, if you don't need to lose weight, just don't do it. Like, honestly, this is for the girls that actually need to lose weight. Secondly, don't go on too strict of a calorie restriction, okay? If you are shaky, passing out, increase calories. If you lose your period, increase calories. Your female health... And your physical health is more important than a body goal. So please make sure that you feel good. Like it's okay to feel a tiny bit hungry, a tiny bit colder, a tiny bit more tired. But if it's like horrific, then you probably need to increase calories more because maybe the calorie calculator was wrong, right? If you notice yourself skipping meals or going into unhealthy eating behavior patterns, please stop. We already went over three good solid meals a day. Yes, you can cut out snacks, but I do not want you cutting out meals. Make sure that you are losing a max one pound a week. Anything more than that, you would be cutting out your muscle and we do not want that. We want a toned look, not a skinny fat look. Do not engage in ED behavior, period. I don't want to see it, okay? Hot girls get hot bodies by eating healthy and making smart choices, not starving, not binging, not purging, okay? I don't need to see any of that. I don't need to see any 1200 calorie diets. I don't need to see you eating like a toddler, please. Eat on a calorie deficit, but make it actually healthy and make it good enough for your body. And finally, ensure that a close family member or friend is watching you. You want to make sure that you have guardrails when you're losing weight because for girls that perhaps had a toxic relationship with food or their body in the past, you need someone watching over you to make sure you don't slip back into those patterns, especially if you're worried that you might slip back. Make sure you have someone watching. All right, well, I hope you like this episode. I apologize for the link, but I needed to spill all of the tea. I wanted to make sure that you girls that you felt prepared when it comes to losing weight in a healthy and sustainable way because at the end of the day you want to make sure that you want to lose the weight and then sustain it long term so all of your healthy swaps you know you need to keep them you need to keep up your exercise you don't need to be in a calorie deficit forever but you need to make sure that you are eating healthy and you're making healthy lifestyle changes to keep the weight off of your body make sure to follow this podcast and all of my socials give it a rating give it a review answer the Spotify question for a shout out. And I will see you next week, my loves. Bye-bye.